0: no, I ain't ma toy bukeinu, I ma toy
1: Good evening to uh, night's class was dedicated, a special dedication by Yaakov Kahaneman, And this is in honor of his wife, Teferis Emes Kahanaman, used to be Teferis Emes Perlis. This is upon her first, their first anniversary. May Hashem bless you both with many, many, many happy, healthy years together. And as I mentioned in the past, we used to say till 120, but the new bracha is chayim im eternal life together with only happiness and joy as we are so close to the days of Moshiach already. Much, much mazel bracha, and be'ezus Hashem uh, in the very near future, simchis, and only, only, only good things. Thank you so much for that dedication. Another dedication tonight was by an anonymous. This is an honor of the 15th of Av, Tuba Av, which was today. Uh, may Hashem bless, and this was an honor f- for a blessing for all Yidden, especially those who need Shidduchim, as we know the 15th of Av is the time for Shidduchim. So all those who need to find their soulmate, their Barsheret, may Hashem bless them, that it should come easy, and uh, and may they, uh, as is Hashem, uh, live only in happiness. And and um, all those that need all kinds of other barachas, whether it's regarding children, parnasa, health, rafur Shalema, and the like, they should have Refua Shalema. The, the, this day is a super, super powerful day for blessings. Also, Lazacha Nishmas and for Aliyah's Neshama of Yehoshua ben Rabbi Yisrael. So, Mehiyah's Neshama, have a very great Aliyah to the greatest of lights, heights, and only, only, only good things. Okay. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Ekev. And uh, the Parsha talks about the uh, reward of mitzvahs, right in the beginning, in the part of the, the Pasuk begins, it will be, um, we'll see soon in a minute what exactly the word ekev means, but it will be simply as a, re- as a result, as a consequence of you listening to the mishpat of these laws, and you will observe them, and you will do them, and the Torah goes on to list a whole bunch of blessings that is going to come as a result of that. And God is going to keep for you the covenant and the kindness that he had sworn to your fathers. He will love you. He will bless you. He will increase you. He will bless the fruits of of your womb and the fruits of your land your grain, and your wines, and your oil, which is your livestock, on the land, says, that Hashem swore to your fathers that he will give to you. And it goes on, blessings upon blessings. This is reward of mitzvahs, similar to what we have earlier in in Sefer Vayikra in Leviticus, at the end, we have Pasha's Bechut Kaysai, we're over there too, there is a whole bunch of reward. Now, the word akev itself, um, so there, what does the word akev mean? So we have, here we have mainly two, two, two Pshatim and what this means. Uh, the Evanezor says that the word akev means, is referring to actual reward. So it's not just, as, and as a result of these laws of you keeping these the laws, the mitzvahs then the rewards begin from that God is going to keep the covenant but actually Ekev itself means already reward as it says he brings the reward comes at the end so Akev is referring to the reward because the reward is the end result of your mitzvahs, which is the reward. So vahoya, Ekev, the reward, the consequence and the reward, tishmo nesem, m'shpata which you will observe these mitzvahs, will be so on and so forth. So the word akev itself means the reward, and later the Torah will spe- spell out what that reward is. Um, the same is also... Uh, the Ramban brings the Evan Ezra, and he also learns the He likes that pirush on 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 the word Ekev. That Ekev means as the end of Sachar bi'Acharis. The the reward is going to be at the end. That is also stated in the Medrash uh, on the pasuk Vayay Ekev Tishmu'un that the, it's taking the word Ekev and meaning learning the word Ekev as the... Because uh, the Ramban actually explains it a little better. Nachmanides, he says, why would akev mean reward, which comes at the aftermath? So he explains because um, we're when we look at a human being, we see there is a head and there is a heel. Akev also means the heel. So the head is the beginning of something and the heel is the end of something. So being that we're using... The terms which we're familiar with, in in you know in in by by looking at a human, he says. So then that would also apply to time. The beginning of time is called Rosh. We actually have that in the year. We say Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year. And the end of time is called Ekev, like we know. Ikvase the Mashiach, the days, the foot, the heels of Mashiach are called Ekev, because they're in the end days, in the end of time. So reward, which is the end of the end result, the end accomplishment, the end uh, where, the, where, where things end off at the end of days, that's all ekev. And that's why we call it ekev. Uh, so it was also stated in the Medrish. The Medrish mm-hmm. says, that the reward for mitzvahs will be be In other words, as we know, the Gemara tells us, S'char be'he the reward of mitzvahs is not in this world. The reward of mitzvahs is going to be in the world to come. So when is the reward going to be? The reward is going to be at the end. We also have that teaching, the last word, in the last parsha, parsha's v'eschanan. Over there too, the Torah says, um, the last words of the, of the, of the Pasuk is, Hayoyim la'asosam, Today to do them. And Rashi brings, it's from the Gemara Masechtas Erevin, When it says, Hayom la'asosam today to be done, teaches you ulemachar, and tomorrow, la'olam aban, the world to come, Little sharam to take the reward. So the reward is something of the morrow. Today is the time of work, and the morrow, at a later time, you're going to get the reward. Just the same idea that the reward comes be'ekev, it becomes at the heel, at the conclusion, and at the end of everything that was done before. Um, that's one Purish in the word Ekev. Now, we also know there's another explanation in the word Ekev, um, and that's the Purish that Rashi says. The Ekev is referring to a particular kind of mitzvah. So, we're not talking about the consequence that comes as a result of your listening, but I mean, that of course is the content of the further psukim. God says, as a result of your listening, I will give you all these blessings. Question is the word akev itself. So Rashi learns that akev is not the reward, but akev is actually the observance itself and a particular kind of observance. What kind of observance? Akv means the mitzvahs that are the heel mitzvahs. What kind of the mitzvahs are the heel mitzvahs? Mitzvahs that generally people trample with, with their heels because people look at them as unimportant mitzvahs, kind of minor, minor things, minor commandments. And these are things that people kind of kick around, because they don't take them, like, seriously, because they, it seems to be not a big deal, it's not a great accomplishment. So the passage is saying, on when am I going to give you this extraordinary reward that is discussed later in the parsha, if you will take me very seriously, and even the small mitzvahs that people, dashpa, ba'akevah that people trample with or or crush with their heel, even these mitzvahs you will obey, then I will give you the reward. Fine. So these are two interpretations of the word ekev. Question is, we know that in Torah, whenever there are two interpretations on one word, they are linked up together. Which means there is a relationship in both interpretations. One flows into the other. But if we analyze the two interpretations that I mentioned now, it doesn't seem like one flows into the other. Quite on the contrary, they seem that they're actually two complete different themes and maybe even contradictory to each other. The pirush, the explanation, um, on the one hand, is that Akev is referring to reward. And the pirush, that Ekev is referring to observance, the mitzvah. These, these are two separate things. There is, there is observance. And there is reward. True reward comes as a result of observance, but yet reward and observance are two separate things. Especially um, the reward that we're talking about over here is ultimate reward. As Mepharshim say, that the, what it says in Parshas Ekev, all these tremendous blessings that God's going to give, these are already blessings that are referring to the blessings of, of the future, the blessings in the days of Moshiach. So these are the ultimate blessings, the ultimate reward of mitzvahs that are going to come in the end. Of, we just said, "Akev" <laughs> means as a consequence, after. We, 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 even in the period that we told, why is these? Why is the reward called akev? Because it comes at the end. End what? In the end of times, which means in the in, in Mashiach's era. So we're talking about ultimate reward of mitzvahs. When we're talking about observance. The, 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 the Akev, which means observance, which even in, in, in it of itself, is different than reward, but more so, we're talking about not exactly the highest and deepest moment in our, in our observance. We're talking the Torah's warning or speaking or encouraging let's better put it the Torah is encouraging us not to kick around the commandments. So obviously we're talking about a state where a person might be in a, in a uh, possible for him or her to kick around the mitzvah. And yet we're telling them not to kick around the mitzvah because, uh, because Hashem is saying, because of a great reward. So obviously we're dealing not in a very Mashiach, like expansive consciousness, we're talking about a dark moment of exile, where a person is very unaware, where it's possible that we will trample on mitzvahs, and yet it's telling us, "Akev, you, you should take these mitzvah seriously. So we're talking about complete two, complete different ideas. One of them a very, very high time, another one on a low time. Especially in addition, in, to add to this, we had just mentioned from the Pasuk in the end of Parshas Veschanon, where it clearly states that these two ideas, the time of observance and the time of reward, are unrelated to each other which means they come in two separate times hayom la now is the time of deed lammah tomorrow the kab you get to reward so they are not only are they two ideas one is observance and one is reward observance they're so different that they can't even they can't even coexist at the same time when we're having observance observance we don't have reward when we're having reward reward seemingly we don't have absor- observance so it's two separate things that are not even going together at the same time. Um, there is another peerish over here from Rebbeinu Bahaya, and he actually learns that Ekev means reward, reward that comes in the end of days, but he says something very gish, very 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 gishmak, very beautiful. He says that Akev is referring to the reward. That is given to the body, because if you take a look at the rewards that are mentioned over here, these are all physical, physical rewards, wonderful things. But rewards, material re- rewards. Uh, the ultimate reward is when Mashiach comes; is that souls, the people will st- will, will, will enjoy the radiance of the Shechina. He says that is hinted to in the word Vahoya. Vahoya is the same letters of Yud vav K. It's God's name. So Vahoya Ekev is two rewards. Hayah is the reward to the neshama. Ekev is the reward to the body, and that's why it's called akev, because from reward itself, it's the more nether reward, the lower reward, the the reward that's considered heel, low, like the heel is the lowest part of the body, comparison to the reward that's happening to the neshama, and that is the that's that's the greater reward. So then we can see that there's at least a similarity. In the mitzvah observance and in the observance and in the um, and in the reward. We still have the question that we're still dealing with two different times, but yet there's at least something similar. There, There is a common denominator over here. The the mitzvahs that people trample with their feet, which means the heel mitzvahs, and also the heel reward reward. So that's where the two can link up. Both the reward and the mitzvah are ones of the heel, But that's only according to Rabbeinu Bechaya. But according to all the other mafarshim that we said earlier, Ekev is not referring to dafka, as we say, the heel reward. But the only reason it's called Ekev is because it's the reward that comes at the end of days. And quite on the contrary, we're talking about ultimate reward, Moshiach reward, Olam Haba reward, Tcheas Mason reward, the reward that's happening is the greatest in the end of days, the highest reward. So we're, we're talking about something very, very lofty and very high. And how does that fit with what we said before in, with the same word expressing observance and not stop observance, but observance in a, in, in, in where there is a precaution that we shouldn't kick around and trample on the mitzvahs. So to understand all of this, we first need to preface and get a better understanding in the reward of mitzvahs in general. To understand and appreciate the, 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 the notion of reward. Because over here, one can ask a very, very good question. And that is that we know when we're doing a mitzvah, we're causing... First of all, what is a mitzvah? A mitzvah is a divine commandment. Now, it's a it's a godly commandment, but how... Deep are these mitzvahs, how important, how significant are these mitzvahs to God? Are these mitzvahs only commandments in which God kind of wants to run the creation, wants the creation to, uh, you know, these are kind of what we might say rules of our existence. In order to better our lives, our created realm, our created lives, God gives us certain guidance of how to live our lives to the best. Uh, That's a very shallow take on mitzvahs. There is, of course, some Chazal that say that mitzvahs were given only letzarefes abriyot, meaning only for us. And God personally has no interest in the mitzvahs at all. There is some emarachazal which seem to imply something like that. However... Uh, and we get deeper according to the more mystical meaning of things and there are to support this as well which say that mitzvahs are very 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 deeply felt by Hashem not just felt they originate in a very very inner 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 innermost place in God way above the creation way above God's interest in the creation at all quite on the contrary he created a creation so he can share these commandments and as it's explained, that Torah and mitzvahs. Torah is considered the chachma, the the, the wisdom of God, and mitzvahs are considered the will of Hashem. Uh, so we have chachmasa yiratzayne shalakadish baruchu. It's Hashem's will, and it's Hashem's, and, and it's Hashem's. I'm sorry, it's Hashem's wisdom. The Torah is Hashem's wisdom, and the mitzvah Hashem's will, which we know that Hashem, and as it says in um, in Rambam that Hashem and His wisdom are one. And just like Hashem is one with His wisdom, Hashem is of course one with His will. And when we say well, He's one with that, means that it's part of, so to speak, one with the infinite, with the purely infinite, or even deeper than the infinite. So if mitzvahs are one with God, that means they have infinite significance, there is His there infinite, unfathomable will, will. It's an entire chiddish, it's a whole tremendous novelty that a mitzvah could be, that we can even know what a mitzvah is. Yet God brings his mitzvahs down to our realm, he bends those mitzvahs down to address us in our physical world so that we can do a mitzvah. In other words, originally in its essence, tefillin is unfathomable mezuzah is unfathomable. These are purely godly d- desires and wants and, 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 and ideas that are way, way, way above any created entity. God lowers His mitzvahs down, to bring them down to us in a minuscule, miniature way that we can relate to them, understand them, appreciate them, and even do them. Fine. If that is what mitzvahs are, that, that the will of God, and that we can understand how incredible, important a mitzvah is. The mitzvah itself, and even more so. Not only is the mitzvah the will of Hashem, we go even deeper than that. It says, when we do a mitzvah, we're giving God pleasure. Nachas ruach lefonai. It is a nachas ruach. It is a pleasure. It is pleasing. Rashi brings it many places. Nachas ruach lefonai a, it is a pleasantness to me. It is a pleasure. It is a delight to God that we do His mitzvahs. That means mitzvahs give God pleasure. If mitzvahs give Hashem pleasure, so now, there's a whole, now the question becomes, how do we explain reward? How can one be rewarded for something like that? What do we mean by the question? A reward is always a, a has to have some kind of a comparison to that which to the work for which one is getting rewarded for, so when when you know when your the value of the reward has to have at least has to be commensurate with the accomplishment of that which a person is, is is accomplishing now, of course it's possible a lot of times that a person is achieving and accomplishing something, making a tremendous amount of money for the company, and their actual payment is less than that. you can understand. But there has to be some kind of an equivalence. There has to be some kind of relationship. Some kind of a... Obviously, when a person is working, his, his, his boss, his employee, is not going to pay him just for, to sustain him during the time of his work. Like, I'm giving you, you're working for me, so I have to sustain, I have to give you a lunch. I'm going to give you a paycheck. With that paycheck, you're going to go home, you're going to feed your, your wife, your family, you're going to make a living which means there is a significant reward, which is of the value, and related to that which the person has done. The Gemara actually says, that when it comes to, the Gemara says in Masech Bab that really when you hire a Jew, the Gemara says, whatever you're going to feed them, Masech Bab talks about how you have to treat workers. So the Gemara says, when you're hiring a Jew, since they're B'nai Avraham, Yitzhak, V'Yakov, since they are the children of Avram, Yitzhak and Yaakov, even if you're going to give them a meal fit for a king, even if you give them a meal, a feast like like like, like King Solomon's lunch, um, you still have not fulfilled your obligation. We the Jewish people are God's employees. We're doing the work for the mitzvahs. God has to give us, I mean, he doesn't have to, but he says he's gonna pay us our reward, He's going to pay us payment. The payment, as we said earlier, has to have some kind of a value in comparison to what we are doing. But here's the question. How can there be anything in the world that can compare to the will, the infinite will, the infinite wisdom, and even deeper than that, giving God Himself, God Almighty Himself, the the Creator of all of existence, of everything, and the one who infinitely transcends all of creation and all of existence. That means that that pleasure is, is infinite, endless, boundless, ain't so, I mean, we don't know other words. And that's what we're achieving. That's what we're accomplishing. A pleasure to God. So what are we going to give a reward for that? What, what is the reward that can be given for that? You're going to give a person a lot of uh, material, physical wealth, and pleasure in this world. How can this minuscule, tiny pleasure of a tiny little human being in any way compare? It's like, imagine, you know, uh, the the, the pleasure that a tiny little ant can have. I don't know, it probably has pleasure when it gets a little tasty, (laughs) a tasty crumb, a little piece of a donut, and it's, oh, wow, that's pretty good, right? So that's an ant's pleasure. How can the 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 um, the pleasure of an ant in any way compare to the pleasure of a human? Now the difference between the ant and the human is very very relative. We're both creations. We're a little bigger than an ant, but our capacity is a couple of right. Uh, we say a little little little. Our voltage. I don't know how you would measure pleasure. The degree of pleasure is a couple of degrees higher. But the difference between us and the, and God is in self. So what are you going to give us pleasure? The sages, I could tell us, that Yatha Sha'achas, it is better one hour, in Torah study and Mitzvahs in this world is has greater value Mikol Chaye O'lam from all the world to come, which means even when we're talking about spiritual bliss and ecstasy, that's given to a neshama, when a neshama leaves the body, and the neshama goes up to Ganeiden, and we know the pleasure of Ganeiden is so, so immense, so Unbelievable. But even that pleasure is still, is still limited. And even in an a Shammah that's traveling in Eden from the lower Eden to the higher Ganadins and the higher Ganadins and higher and higher, in growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and deepening and deepening their pleasure, yet it's still the pleasure of a limited being. How in the world can it compare to the pleasure of God, to the pleasure of the Abishthir himself? And the Mishnah says it. Why is it better one hour of good deeds, of tshuva, and good deeds in this world? Because when you're doing a mitzvah in this world, God is deriving pleasure from it. And the entire olam haba is the pleasure of a a creation, which we know is only zaziv, and we know it's it's a spiritual pleasure. And it's a pleasure where the neshama is delighting in experiencing the divine, but he's not experiencing God himself. Because we can't. You can only experience God Himself if you're Him. We can only experience a little glimmer of the divine pleasure. Like the sages say, a ziva a ray of the shechina. So that, which is, so we can understand why one hour of Torah and mitzvahs in this world is more literally one hour. imagine no being alive in this world for an hour and doing mitzvahs, or from a person's entire life, They got to spend one hour in their life fulfilling God's will. The rest of the time, say they fried out. (laughs) They're out. They're out for lunch. They're not keeping any mitzvahs. But the one hour, it's more than value than the entire world to come. How much more so a lifetime of observance. Every day davening. Shachris and mincha and mayrev and saying blessings and benching and putting on tefillin and wearing tzitzis and doing kindness and tzedakah and keeping Shabbos and all the holidays and all the other chesed and all the good deeds that people do spending a lifetime it's not sh- yafeh shahachas it's a lifetime a Torah mitzvah what kind of a reward can possibly be given that it should be a fair reward it should be a reward doesn't make any sense so there is an answer given by Reb Shmuel, the fourth Chabad Rebbe. And then later, elaborate in Sefer. We, we, we learn this discourse. Every Shabbos in the morning, we're learning a, a lengthy discourse. It's a beautiful share. I'd like to invite people that uh, are in the neighborhood. From 8.30 to 9.30, every Shabbos morning, we give a class. And over there, this discuss very, very deep and um, concepts. But one of the things we learned recently is about this question, about the reward of a mitzvah. And then, in the discourses of his son, Reb Shalm Dev Ber, known as the Rebbe Rashab, in his monumental monumental work called, from Tafresh Shamach Vav, one of his key, key discourses, so there, in two places, he discusses, and he mentions a phenomenal idea. Again, this is based on his father's idea, in which he says that the ultimate reward, it's phenomenal, it's unbelievable, the ultimate reward of the world to come is that then the God shares his pleasure that he got from the mitzvah with the person who did the mitzvah. So when we're in Gan Eden, for instance, before Mashiach, in Gan Eden, where Nishamas are until Mashiach comes, which we know is inferior to the days of Mashiach, and especially to the days after Tcheh which is called Olam Abba. So in Gan Eden, Andshama delights derives also pleasure from the mitzvah, because we know the deeper meaning of schar, mitzvah, mitzvah, the reward of a mitzvah is a mitzvah. It means that the reward of the mitzvah is generated from the mitzvah itself. So when you're doing a mitzvah, you're stimulating, you're creating your, 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 your let's rather say, you're drawing down as a result of the pleasure you're giving Hashem, you're causing God to reveal himself. And that revelation and that r- r- light or presence of God is felt in the neshama in Ganei. and the neshama gets the, 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 the ecstasy and the bliss from experiencing God. But as we said earlier, the neshama can't experience the mitzvah itself because the mitzvah is Hashem Himself. The Zohar says that the mitzvahs are called, the 248 positive commandments are called Ramach Ivarim the Malka, they're called the limbs of the king. So the mitzvah is God himself. The Shama can only appreciate a ray of the mitzvah. But that is only where in Gan Eden. once Mashiach comes, we're going to be elevated so much higher and so much deeper that God is going to share with us his pleasure that he had from the mitzvah, which means the essence of the mitzvah. As this mitzvah is touching Something so deep at the core, 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 core essence of God's of of who Hashem really is. At that place, the mitzvah stimulating pleasure, whatever whatever that means, we don't understand. But so it is, and that essence of the mitzvah is what Mashiach is 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 going to be revealed in the days of Mashiach. He actually goes on to explain that it's Mashiach's inyan to reveal that. That's what Mashiach is all about. Rashi says that in the end of days, Mashiach is going to teach us. Tameha mitzvah, the reasons of the mitzvah. And explains over there, the reasons over here are not intellectual reasons, ideas, uh, um, uh, uh, concepts and ideas. The real reason of the mitzvah is the, inhe- the essence of the mitzvah at its very, very core, that it is, he's going to open us up to experience God himself. The question that is asked, how is that possible? And the answer is that when Mashiach comes, it's going to be revealed how Yidden and Hashem are truly one. So by us being able to become, it's going to be revealed in us how we are really Him. So we can experience then His pleasure, not our pleasure from the ray of the mitzvah, but the Eberster's pleasure himself. Oh, so now we have a good answer. This is the ultimate reward of mitzvahs. When we're talking about, And that's why we say the reward can't be in this world. Because in this world, in our finite state that we are now, we cannot experience this endless, infinite, boundless energy, this this this, this truth of the mitzvah. So we wait after Mashiach comes. Where then everything is the whole, the, the, the God himself is going to dwell in this world. It is the truth of everything is going to be revealed. So the truth of the neshama is going to be revealed. Neshamas are going to be uplifted while they're in the bodies. To be able to receive... The, the, the to be able to come into complete oneness with with Hashem, and we're going to be able to feel the reward and the thrill we gave God from the mitzvah that we did way back then, during the time of exile, or whenever it was when we did that mitzvah. And that's the ultimate reward. Oh, this is a good explanation. So now we understand tzachar mitzvah. Problem, however, is two things. Number one, um, even if we say, that the mitzvah is the ultimate reward of a mitzvah is Hashem sharing his pleasure with us, we still have to differentiate between the pleasure as the pleasure is in him and the pleasure as that pleasure is being revealed kind of to the other side of him, which is us. In other words, in everything there is the essence of something and it's revelation. And the revelation of something is far less than the essence. Any revelation of something is already the potency of the essence is severely, severely diminished. So when we're saying that true, the Abishtah God is going to reveal to us his pleasure that he had in the mitzvah, but it's still a revelation of that. And in that case, it's not it can't compare to the essence of it. And again, if the reward is to be truly a reward, the reward has to have the value of that which we produced. And if our production is this essence of pleasure by God himself, how in the world, even if we're going to say that the reward is going to be experiencing what's called Tainug Borei, the Tainug of the Creator, which is, which is the ultimate, ultimate reward, it's still the Giloi, the revelation of the Tainug of the Bore of the Creator, not the essence of the Tainug Bore itself. That's one question. Number two, in our parsha the parsha is talking about not about this deep spiritual taino gabore the, the the light and the pleasure of the creator that's going to be revealed in us in the end of days but in in the in the um, in, in our parsha we're talking about all the material blessings as we mentioned earlier your livestock is going to be blessed your fruits your your children you're going to be increased you're going to be wealthy to be blessed from, more from all the other nations. You're not going to have any barren woman, nobody, they can't have any children. Shem is going to remove all illness. That's, 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 that, that, so these, these are all very physical, material blessings. So in this, how can this be seen as reward for mitzvahs? And, and this is what the Torah says is the reward. We do, however, know what Rambam tells us. When Rambam, and the laws of tshuva, when Rambam talks about the reward of Moshiach, Rambam Bichlal in general is perturbed about the idea that the rewards are so physical. Rambam especially, because Rambam holds that the ultimate, ultimate reward and the ultimate destination is when the soul leaves the body and the soul goes up to a spiritual world. That means even after Tchias HaMesim, even after the resurrection of the dead, in the end of the days, souls, according to Rambam, are still going to depart the body, and they're going to go up to Gan Eden, because that's only an Ashama outside of a body can experience the great, great reward. Um, so therefore, Rambam asks, and again, we don't, our opinion, I mean, I mean, the halacha does not follow Rambam, because we follow Ramban, Ahmadides and all the Kabbalists follow Ramban, and, which is that the ultimate, ultimate reward is going to be experienced in the physical down here in this world, uh, as a soul in the body. However, just parenthetically, going back to Rambam, Rambam is bothered, how come when the Torah speaks about rewards, the Torah is giving us such physical rewards, when, in truth, we should be speaking about the spiritual rewards. So Rambam explains it as follows. We shouldn't look at all the material rewards that are given to us, in both in Pasha's Bochukosai and also in this week's Torah portion, as an end to its own, but rather as a means to an end. Meaning to say that this, that what the Torah is saying is, I am going to, Hashem, if you follow my commandments, Hashem says, I am going to make your life be so pleasant and peaceful that you're not going to have any interferences, you're not going to have any chas any deterrence, or any, any aspect that might hinder or interfere in your observance of mitzvahs. So you're going to be able to sit in complete peace and tranquility. And that's going to be Moshiach's day's in which we are going to be able to learn Torah, increase our Torah knowledge exponentially, and we're going to be able to accumulate mass amount of mitzvahs. First of all, we're going to live a very long life, Rambam says that. And we're not going to have any worry of earning a living and, and all kinds of other interferences, war, hunger, uh, whatever whatever else, that illness and the like that might get in the way. So people are going to be able to live enriched lives of Torah mitzvah. mitzvahs. That accumulation, that enrichment of Torah mitzvah mitzvahs is going to allow us to come to the world to come and we're going to have so much fuel. We're going to have so much uh, accumulated the mitzvahs, which is the ticket, so to speak, for the pleasures of the world to come. That's Rambam. We are going to take... now. We're going to take, however, the idea of Rambam. I'm not going to go exactly according to Rambam. Because according to Rambam, as we said before, the ultimate goal is not this world. But the idea of Rambam, that Mashiach's days is a time of peace and tranquility, where there's no interference in the observance of mitzvahs. So now we can understand what is going to be the ultimate reward. The ultimate reward, in other words, according to the opinion that Mashiach's days is... Saif Schar is the end, end reward. Again, when I say Mashiach, I mean Mashiach flowing into Tchias Amesim, which is the resurrection of the dead, flowing into Ela Hashvi, the seventh millennium. So, which is right, and that takes us kind of into eternity. This, these, these stages and that state of ultimate state of reward is as follows: there is going to be a complete removal of, as we said earlier, of any obstacle. As a result of that, we are going to be able to do mitzvahs without any any disturbances. And the reward is to be able to do mitzvahs. In other words, the ultimate, ultimate reward is, again, not like Rambam, that says that's a stepping state to something higher. But according to the other Mepharshim, again, Nachmanides, and according to the Kabbalists, which Life on Earth is the is the final destination. So, what's the what's the ultimate delight in life on Earth? Is actual mitzvah observance. To be able to do the mitzvah, first of all, without the being 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 fragmented. Today's days we're all over the place because we have so much headache, because we have so much stress, and so much that we can't even concentrate when we're doing a mitzvah. So, when we do a mitzvah, we do it at the best, half heartedly, maybe even a quarter heartedly, tenth heartedly, so to speak. A tiny little percent of us is invested. Our minds, our hearts, where we're, and we're, so we do a mitzvah, like we think about ourselves the way we put on tefillin every day. We're going to shul, uh, where we're busy. The phone is ringing, this email has to be answered. This guy's texting you, the other one is WhatsApping you. Beep, hear this, that. <laughs> you know, and saying, even if a person does do the right thing. Shut all of that down and be able to concentrate. You still have all the distractions because it's weighing down heavily on one's heart. The the all the all, this, all the all the all that which a person which which give, which 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 puts put, puts pressure in our life. We're saying that now, Well, Mashiach will come with the elimination of all those pressures, nothing to think about, only to do the mitzvah, and, and so then we're going to be able to do his mitzvahs with the full attention they deserve, with the full concentration, and even deeper than that, at that time, because of our increased knowledge of who God is, because of not only increased knowledge, but because of the tangible presence of God, the tangible presence of Hashem in the world that is going to be so powerful and so strong, and our sense of who God is, the creator of the universe, and that you can do his mitzvah, that means you can give him a thrill, you can give him a pleasure, a delight, a pleasure in him at his deepest, deepest place. That's your doing his will. That's the ultimate reward. Schar mitzvah mitzvah. Now, interpret it a little different than we said earlier. Not the reward of the mitzvah is a ray of light that comes from that mitzvah that shines into Ganeiden and which we are delighting from. No, the reward of the mitzvah is the fact that I can do a mitzvah. What greater thing is there than being able to do a mitzvah? So why is this reward coming at the end? Because today's days, we're doing mitzvahs, but we're so tzakracht, we're so we're so tzimisht, as you say in Yiddish, we're so confused, we're so scattered, we're so all over the place. So when we're doing it, neither do we have an appreciation of it. Secondly, when we can't even invest ourselves completely into it. And as a result of that, we're doing it mindlessly. When Mashiach will come, we will have the greatest thrill of just doing the mitzvah. Just the mitzvah. And that's the reward. The reward is mitzvah. schar mitzvah, mitzvah. Not only that, when Mashiach will come, we will be able to do all 613 mitzvahs. So many mitzvahs we can't do today. We don't have a Beis we don't have a Karbonos, we can't do all the things that... We're going to be able to do all the mitzvahs. And we're going to be able to do every mitzvah to their fullest, with, the, with all the concentration and all of our energy. And we're going to be able to do it, as we say in Davening, nasa lefanecha. And then, and only then, we will do the mitzvahs before you, mitzvah like the mitzvah of your desire. Like you desire the mitzvah, to do the mitzvahs in their most perfect way, the way God desires them. So that's the reward. That is the only reward for a mitzvah. It makes perfect sense. See, anything else you will tell me, the pleasure, the derivative, and any kind of derivative from the mitzvah cannot be as great as the mitzvah. The mitzvah itself is the greatest thing, because the mitzvah is what the what Eberster desired. He desires the mitzvah. So that's, that, that's, that's Hashem. Is there anything greater than God? There's nothing greater than God. If the mitzvah is him, and the mitzvah is his pleasure, then there's nothing greater than that. So what, what can you give me? The pleasure I will Or even me feeling his pleasure. Again, that's still me feeling his pleasure with the limitations of me. Or us. So, so what then could be the reward of the mitzvah? The reward of the mitzvah is the Eibishter is giving an opportunity to do another mitzvah or this very mitzvah that you've done, but to really do it. And that's going to be our greatest reward. And we're going to go on doing mitzvahs forever. Even though it does say that mitzvahs beteles la'aset la- there's an opinion that says that mitzvahs are a battle in Asad in, Loave in after Mashiach comes, and in Tanya says in in his letters in the Gerus Hakod he she says that that's Petriya Ames. No, what it, what that, what that means is that the the drawing of the mitzvahs that we're doing now, the 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 godly energy that's coming down now, as a result of our mitzvah, doesn't compare to the godly. Um, channeling. That's going to happen when Mashiach comes. So our mitzvah is going to be cancelled. The mitzvahs as we channel them today are going to be cancelled in something in, 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 in something so much deeper and higher. If so, one can then ask, go back to the question and we'll say, but hold it. So then why do we say, if we're saying that the ultimate state of, of reward of mitzvahs is going to be the opportunity to do mitzvahs, but to do them in the perfect state after Mashiach comes. So then why are we saying it is better and nicer tshuva, repentance, and good deeds in this world, this world meaning now. If now is only an introduction to be able to do the mitzvahs then, and then we will really be able to do the mitzvahs the way God wants us to do them. So then then it seems to be much greater than now. And the answer to that is that even though the actual observance of the mitzvah after Mashiach comes is going to be so much greater than the observance now, but the observance now is what will bring Mashiach and will bring us to that state. And we always know that the cause of something is always greater and more powerful than that which it caused. And the consequence. The cause is stronger than the consequence. If our mitzvah observance in this world is what drives and brings about the Mashiach era, where we will be able to do mitzvahs without any hindrances and do the mitzvahs perfectly, but ultimately what's the cause is the mitzvahs now so then there is something more powerful about the mitzvahs now in essence but the actual observance of the mitzvahs as a reward for the mitzvahs that we're able to do a mitzvah and thereby forge a bond and a connection with God that is much greater after Mashiach comes not now so this first of all is so so incredible because this this brings us to a place and an understanding of how to appreciate mitzvahs that we're doing. See, we're always thinking, okay, so what so so what's gonna be? We're doing this, so that. Here we're saying, no, 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 no. The, the, there is nothing greater than just this. This it's it's just that now we have a limit, now we're limited in in, in, in the appreciation of what it is that we're doing. They will come when we won't be limited in our appreciation, and therefore we'll be able to really do them. So you realize. So when I'm doing a mitzvah today, I am doing something that I will always cherish. Not just always cherish, but this it's itself is the 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 most and the highest and most. Delightful and pleasurable and 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 valuable thing for all of eternity, forever and ever. It's this very, very, very act that I'm doing. Nothing coming after it, just this. It's a whole new appreciation in what I am doing when I'm doing a mitzvah. Based on this, we can understand the power of how we bring the two things together. Akev means Reward and Ekev also means the observance itself. We said earlier, Ekev is the observance, and Ekev is also the reward. Because, what is the ultimate reward of that Hashem is going to give us for mitzvahs? The ultimate reward that He's going to give us for mitzvahs is the mitzvahs. We're doing, we're going to be rewarded for mitzvahs with mitzvahs, with the opportunity to do a mitzvah. So therefore, the two are together. It's reward and it's the and it's the observance. Because in truth of truth, that's what it is. So, in Parshas v'eschanon, last week's Parsha, we're still living in a more constricted, constricted mindset. So over there, we're differentiating. Today is when you're doing the mitzvahs. Tomorrow, you're getting the reward. Because over there, we're still in a in a state where we we're where, where, we haven't yet graduated to the understanding that the greatest reward is the mitzvah itself. Let's understand something. Of course, there's going to be much reward when Mashiach comes. In terms of the way we are naturally prone to understand reward, we said yeah, there's going to be all the physical material blessings and spiritual lights and all kinds of these, all kinds of wonderful, wonderful, wonderful life of pleasure and delight. That's great. That speaks to someone whose appreciation is still himself. Once we come to Parshas Akev, there's something deeper happening over here. We're graduating to a much deeper understanding. The fact that I can do God's will stands above everything else, and that's my reward. So the reward and the observance are both one that at one point. What we still need to understand is just one idea. How come? How come th- this is associated with the mitzvahs? Akev we said doesn't only mean mitzvah observance; it means mitzvahs that people trample on. The mitzvahs that people trample on with their heels. According to this, what does it have to do dafka with those mitzvahs? It can be any mitzvah. Why the emphasis on the mitzvahs that people trample with their feet? And the answer is over here is as follows. We find a similar idea to this in, that there, in the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos when the Mishnah tells us schar mitzvah mitzvah the reward of a mitzvah is a mitzvah. It's a continuation to the beginning of the Mishnah where it says, I think it's Ben Azai, Ben Azai says have a ratzla mitzvah kala you should run to a minor commandment like a major commandment, you should run. Don't just do a mitzvah, but run to even a minor commandment. Like a why? mitzvah gareras mitzvah because one mitzvah pulls another mitzvah, and uschar mitzvah mitzvah and the reward of a mitzvah is a mitzvah. By the way, the Mishnah means two things. The Mishnah says one mitzvah pulls another mitzvah, means that it's inherently natural to a mitzvah that one mitzvah pulls another mitzvah because all mitzvahs are linked together in a spiritual chain. So when you do one, you're like pulling a bunch of other mitzvahs. And in addition to that, schar mitzvah mitzvah. The reward that God is going to reward you for doing the mitzvah as a reward from above, not a natural thing, like a, more like a miraculous thing, is that he's going to send mitzvahs your way. That's a reward. Schar mitzvah mitzvah. But take a look. Over there as well, the Mishnah is connecting it to a teaching of Benazai that Benazai is saying, Run to a minor commandment, because reward of a mitzvah is a mitzvah. So you see that this idea that the ultimate reward of a mitzvah is the mitzvah is, for whatever reason, connected to paying attention to the minor mitzvahs. It's exactly the same thing like you have over here in Pashas Akev, as I said, we just mentioned earlier. Akev is. The, the idea of akev is, is where reward and observance are both inherently one because the ultimate reward is observance. And yet, in that very same word akev we also emphasize the mitzvahs that are trampled on, which means the, the minor commandments. The, the, the mitzvahs, that people don't, wouldn't trample on the major commandments. They're trampling on the minor ones. So what's the connection? Good, so now we just have another association. We see the Mishnah parallels... The, this idea in the parasha, but what's the idea behind? it? So there's something very deep over here, and the idea is as follows: that when a we talk about um, the reward of a mitzvah is the mitzvah itself. What's the what's the wh- why is the reward of the mitzvah the mitzvah itself? Because in the mitzvah, when you're doing God's will, that itself forges a bond between you and God. Between a person and Hashem. We do Hashem's commandments. Mitzvah has another meaning. Mitzvah means tzavsa. It's an attachment. We become attached. We can understand this a little bit. Imagine when you meet someone that's like your admiration. All your life you admire this individual. This person is like everything you're like total like people that are sports fans they, they, they have their player they're crazy about this player you know uh, or, or people follow uh, you know uh, actors and actresses and the like and they become like the star like and imagine that person you meet that person and that person turns to you and asks you to do something for them and you feel and you, you did it for them. That you feel like the rest of your life, you're always boasting and talking about that you did something for so-and-so. I mean, remember, I met this person, and they asked me to go somewhere for them, take something, to mail an envelope or something. Wow. Just the mere fact, because now I have an attachment to them. And we're talking about silly people. Imagine having an attachment. Creator of the universe, creator of everything. God Almighty Himself is asking you and you're giving him a satisfaction. It's like, wow. Now, that's the attachment. That's the mitzvah itself. But in order for the attachment to be complete, the attachment is complete when what you're when, when what you're doing is just because they asked you to do something. If you're doing something they're asking you to do, but you're not doing it just because they ask you to do so, but there's some kind of an ulterior motive in that which you're doing, then one is not becoming completely attached. In a sense, it's a little hard to, to give an example for this. But if, 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 if you know, um, a, uh, God forbid, uh, someone is in harm's way, and they're going to be hit by a car. Has is an example, a wild, crazy example. And this actor is standing right over there and yells at you, you know, grab that, you know, pull the pull the child in off the sidewalk. And you pull the child off the sidewalk, you saved the life. And you have the importance of what you did. So the very, very fact that the fact what you did has such significance and such importance That diminishes the fact that you did something because they asked you to do so. Because you're doing something which is so, so important you saved this child's life. In a sense, the fact that you saved the child's life is infinitely more important than the star. But um, even if you value doing something for this actor or this sports, uh, this this athlete, and it's so, so, so important to this president or this great scientist or even this great sadik, the fact that what they told you to do has an intrinsic value and importance to you is in a sense diminishing or at least covering on the idea that I got to do something that so-and-so asked me to do for them. But if they're asking you to do something that's totally minor and probably insignificant, then the value over here is the fact that they're asking me to do so. Nothing other than the fact that they asked me to do so. That's its value. And then I have a complete attachment to that individual, to that in person, because I'm doing something. They're asking me, just because they told me to do so. And that's sort of the idea over here with mitzvahs kalas. If we can do mitzvahs kalas, which means minor mitzvahs, mitzvahs that, akev mitzvahs, mitzvahs that people trample on, because we don't understand the significance or appreciate the value of these mitzvahs intrinsically for what they are, because... Again, according to Torah, these are mitzvahs that are called mitzvah kala. It's a light mitzvah. Not that the chas shom don't have a, a significance. Obviously, the very fact that God wants it, that itself is the infinite and endless significance. But we're talking about it's, every mitzvah has its particular merit, its particular um, 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 accomplishment of what it needs to accomplish. And one can, compared to other mitzvahs, refer to this mitzvah as a mitzvah kala. Yet, the whole point over here is... The tzavzavachibur, the, the attachment, is when you're doing mitzvahs just because, out of complete obedience and pure commitment to the will of the commander who commanded you to do this mitzvah. That comes out in mitzvah's kala's. That's why it's a continuation. The Mishnah saying in Masech Tzavav Ruts, you should run the mitzvah kala. You know it's a mitzvah kala, yet you're running to this mitzvah. Why are you running to this mitzvah? Because because of God, not because of you. Because from your own estimation, this is a mitzvah kala. So, why, you know, I don't have to get that excited. A mitzvah chamura, which means a major commandment. No, that's something to get excited about. But this is a mitzvah kala. It's a small, little minor thing. Why do I have to get so excited about it? But I am getting excited about it. I'm going to do it, and I'm doing it with ruts, with excitement. Why? Because God commanded me to do so. So, here there's a complete surrender and nullification to God's will, which is what makes the, the attachment of meat of the person, Tashem, complete. And then at that point, tzchar, mitzvah, mitzvah, then the reward of the mitzvah is the fact that you did the mitzvah, because that's your attachment to God. That itself is your attachment. And the same is over here in Pasha Seikeh. When mitzvah Adam dash ba keva, mitzvah that people trample on, you can do these mitzvahs, and the shamar, as it says over here, uh, these mitzvahs you will listen to and you will do them. That That's the meaning in ekev. So that le- leads us to the other element of ekev: is that ekev is the reward. What's the reward? The mitzvah itself. Which kind of mitzvah? A mitzvah that you're doing because God commanded you to do so. So ultimately, 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 after Mashiach comes, and at the end, the end, the end, the end, what are we going to be left with? What's going to be our ultimate, ultimate experience? Just to do a mitzvah. Why? Because God said so. So you know what? We can do that right now. Just do a mitzvah because God said so. That's it. Do a mitzvah because Hashem said so. And that's the ultimate, 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 May we merit to be able to experience and see the light of Moshiach and then we will truly, truly appreciate the, the, the quality of our mitzvahs and we will be able to do all the mitzvahs in the third base of May we see it now.
0: Aïe, aïe, there it no i should ain't